Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hi, it's Alex, and I'm here with Yester and Timmy once again. And today we're going to talk about what we can learn from big businesses and what they can learn from us. Now, if you look at big businesses and small businesses, they're like very large, very obvious differences, like structurally, the amount of people that work there and the amount of hustle that is being uh, done in a small business compared to a big business, individual strengths and weaknesses and so on. So there's a lot of discuss here. So let's just get started. Um, I guess yesterday he's just started selling to big businesses quite recently, uh, like really big ones, right, Yester? Yeah, selling to big companies, also working together with big companies and also connecting with business owners of big companies. Right. So I, I guess what I know about big businesses is most people in a big company, they tend to not work very hard, to be honest. Most employees, they're inefficient because it's so big. There's so many thousands of people sometimes, depending on the size of the business, obviously, that you can't possibly have every single person be super, super efficient. On the other hand, there is a kind of efficiency where uh, the processes are very strong and ingrained. So, uh, for example, in a big investment firm, the process is you work 12 plus hours a day until you know you get a heart attack at the age of 35. Uh, it's an exaggeration, of course, uh, but it's pretty. You know, it's pretty. It's pretty close to that actually. So. Uh, in, in that sense, they, they tend to work really hard. But most big businesses and most employees in big businesses are like lazy as fuck. They're just trying to increase the amount of money they get for as little effort as possible. And they're trying to make themselves look better inside the company. Whereas for me, when I look at small businesses, because you know we obviously work with a lot of small businesses, uh, people tend to work well on many different things. That's inefficient. But on the other hand, they work... Uh, for themselves, and they feel a sense of, uh, I own this, so I need to make it work. What What do you guys think? Mm, I think it's like, for me, it's really a mystery how these big companies are really like getting everything together, um, clo um, closing bigger sales, even even growing the business, and everything runs well. Every everyone just gets paid, and. Yeah, in general, if you if you if you know employees, then you know that they are only working like one hour per day, and the other time of the day they're just walking around and making excuses and procrastinating. Like they they are not working at all. They are just or like on on Facebook when the boss is not watching. And then even I I figured out that even like in terms of like sales, getting sales in, like in general, account managers of companies they they are not good salespeople at all. Like, they really suck at getting sales, actually, compared to, for example, uh, my company, we're, like, grinding really hard. But even though, like, everything we, we do in the small company, we're doing, like, we're doing it as good as possible. Mm -hmm. Like, when we're, home, when we're going home, we're not watching TV and having a great time with our family. We're, like, <laughs> like reading books and, like, <laughs> trying to make the, the business even better, making ourselves better, like, every day hustling really hard and then it's a mystery to me that these companies somehow even though it's like bigger which should be even harder 
It's just like somehow it keeps on working and working. And I have really not really an idea on how this is happening really to me. I think the only thing I can think of is that they're having a big name, so they are getting in clients all the time. So they're getting in referrals and probably investors. So they can really fuck up. Like they can be like a half a million in debt and then still keep on running because the investor is going to fix it for them. And then they can hire like some consultants that are going to do some business analysis and fix it. And then they can go from there. That That's, that's really what I've been uh, thinking. Okay. Um, what are your experiences, Timmy, with, with big businesses? I don't have that many experiences with big businesses, to be honest. But Well, big being like, I don't know, eight figures, that's already pretty big, actually. I guess that's medium size, I would say. Um, well, yeah, I have some clients that are like that. Um, and it's, it's better to work with them. It's more fun to work with them because they can execute on more stuff, but usually most of them are having more problems than they have like things going well, or at least that's what it seems like when um, in their business, not in like their life, like they're like, yeah, like they make money, but it seems like their business is way more fucked up than like uh, a smaller business. But what I'm wondering about is like, is this a, a symptom of big businesses in general? But I don't think it is. I think it's actually a symptom of just bad big businesses. I think it's just bad businesses. I feel like it's like they have a good product or they got into a market early and then it worked. And then they kind of just ride the coattails of their brand for a while. But mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like, I don't know. I, I just, I, don't, I feel like the reason why, like yesterday, those people are just bad employees as obviously bad management and bad processes that hire them. But, it's also like bad in, like incentives, bad um, like bad pay. You know, like I don't know. I I just don't. I don't, I don't know about I don't the know. bad pay thing. I think big businesses pay their employees a lot more than small businesses pay their employees. To give you an example, uh, but then again, I'm looking at really successful ones, not uh, random um, ones. <laughs> I was also thinking about this because most bigger companies they were founded um, like. 30, 40 years ago in a time yeah. where they need a lot of capital to start out. And I yeah. think right now in like in like year 2017, there are like great masterminds like this. There are books out there like for our work week and people are actually able to start small businesses. And I think because they're smaller and they can't have so much risk in their business that they need to do things very well. And I think actually that a lot mm -hmm. of big companies can learn from how small companies are running because for example there can be big companies that are, that are like in the same industry as mine like in a creative service industry and that they can like in uh, really decrease their um, the for the production cost in their business and when I'm talking to them I'm like oh how much do you pay for this and for that then I see it's just so much money because they don't really know where to look for example they don't even know what they don't even outsource things. They are doing everything in house. They are like having Dutch employees who are like crazy expensive and things like that. So I think also maybe I think it's, they are actually going to go down like in the in the next coming years because the smaller companies are just going to get everything and they are going to work well. And the big companies 
that there are now, they are now getting away with it. But I think there will be time that they're not getting away with it anymore. I, th I think it's actually also, if you look at a big business from a point of view of a small business, then you're looking at these small details. Now for them, investing 10,000 or something like that in videos and what you're selling, yes sir, is, is just a very small project. Uh, well, while for you, it's like, oh, this is inefficient, that is inefficient, but it's like a very small, tiny little part of their marketing strategy. For them, they don't, a lot of this stuff, they just hire an agency. They're like, okay, well, here's money. Can you just do this for us? We don't want to really want to think about this. And because their core business, which is, I don't know, like medicine, whatever, like inventing drugs and then selling them, uh, it's making so million, so many billions of dollars that it makes very little difference how a video performs somewhere, right? So it's lots of inefficiencies, but it's good enough to grow their main core thing that they're doing, and that is uh, s creating and selling their their medicine, for example, right? Uh, so I I think a big business like the scale is so big, and the way of looking at it is so different that it's even hard to imagine unless you talked to a CEO of a big company. So of course we have the opportunity every month to talk to one, namely, you know, Steve who uh, who mentors us, but he says basically that he's, uh, a lot of his focus is on the uh, employees and serving the employees to make sure that you have the best people, they don't leave, and that they're investing as much of their kind of effort, let's say, I wouldn't say time necessarily, but effort into making the, the company grow, the big company. So I, I think it's a different paradigm from uh, from what we're working with. What we're working in is like making these tiny little systems efficient. For them, it's like, how do you get the best people and keep the best people and make them work efficiently? And it's never gonna achieve 100% efficiency. It's not possible, I think. But uh, that gives us an opportunity in small companies, small businesses to take like, you know, uh, take small parts of their let's say but the thing is really the the, the the angles that we can use as a smart business to succeed and to win are the things that the big companies are lacking right like because mm -hmm. the big companies they lack in a certain way and then like the small companies take advantage of it yeah uh for example if you have a big company most big companies you call them and who picks up the phone? Absolutely no one. You have to get through 15 robotic menus to get to a person. Well, whereas someone calls your company yesterday, probably someone just picks up. Probably one of your guys just like, hey, sup? And then boom, sales call instantly, close a sale. It's a good sales guy as well. Probably not like some guy who did sales once, right? So yeah, I agree that you can uh, take away part of their kind of uh, market share if you... Uh, improve on some little thing that a big business can never compete with. That's why small shops on the street still exist because they can make it a little bit more personal, a little bit different and so on. What, what do you think to me? Yeah, I'm wondering like, cause it's, it's sort of a balance between what Steve tells us about the product, right? And the, and the USP. But at the same time, like we're starting out so small that like, that's hard to work on. It's hard to actually is necessary that like he's saying, but um, and I'm just wondering how, how do we do both uh, most efficiently? How do we actually 
build that most efficiently and continue that with the back end of people um, while still going hard on prospecting because that's where a lot of the time, which is weird. Like, it's weird that we're beating out like bigger companies sometimes on prospecting. Like, I guess they don't need to, but it's kind of, I guess it's just hustle and it's just interesting how we beat them on that because that's something that you wouldn't think that you should <laughs> um, just from uh, from a smaller like perspective. But, but I think they're also... It's just Some that really... they're looking at how to make a billion dollars. They don't care about this sale. They care about making the billion dollars. They care about creating a huge, massive system that keeps generating billions of dollars every year. They don't care about like some sale or some client. All these things are very small to them and, and not on the radar. Sorry, what were you saying, Esther? Mm, well, but, but some systems, I think it's, I, I really think it has to do with that um, when the company was founded, that they were, that they had like the whole market, they had almost no competition, and then when they were growing, they had already this brand, and because of their brand, they can get away with it. Because for example, some big companies they don't even have good salespeople. Well, one good like if you have a team of like five account managers and they all suck, and, and instead of that you have like one like really really like world class sales guy, then he's going to outperform everyone. And they can even get like 30 account managers, but they're not even going to make up for that. And but like the brand, I the brand like, I, I went, like I speaks really... more. The brand Sorry? like even power, the brand like powers through like their bad account managers and bad salesperson because people are just like, okay, this brand, they just like click buy. They like, it doesn't even matter. I feel like. Yeah, which is crazy. But yeah. I, I also, I think that the, yeah, I, I still think that big companies also, they should learn. And I think from like running a small business like I'm doing, that like right now I'm really like thinking more and more about what making those big companies successful and why they can get away with all these things that I'm like focusing on so hard. And I think that really has to do with, um, yeah, with the branding and with the name that they are already having. I think yet yeah, it's so powerful that if people already know your name and you have all this big list of clients that you already got, like social, like um, persuasive trigger, social proof, that if you just have like one of these triggers like working so well for you that, that you're like can making up for everything. So I'm also really thinking of my business like how can I like build my, my small business? And I also talked to an, uh, a business owner who was doing very well and I said to him that I'm always like looking for more leads and stuff. And he, he said to me like, yes, sir, um, you shouldn't worry about that so much because you're already doing very well. You're, do, you're actually already doing better than I did in the beginning and that actually most businesses do in the beginning. And you should just keep doing what you're doing and eventually you'll build a name and then it will become very easy for you. That's what the business owner said to me who um, was making a lot of money. I would like to disagree with making it, you know, becoming very easy or anything like that because uh, I think business has sped up a lot since he was uh, just starting out. And now if, if at any point you become complacent, your business instantly shrinks. You can just see it shrinking. Any company, no matter, well, not no matter how big, I can't really speak about that, but up to seven figures, I've noticed, uh, if anyone's like, oh, well, now we're doing well, it immediately starts declining. 
and they immediately start because the market is actually growing. There's ever more people. There's ever more money. There's ever more wealth. So if you're not growing, you're actually losing ground. You don't have a, you know, you're you're just becoming insignificant and irrelevant. And eventually, technology uh, will replace a lot of these uh, types of companies that are small anyway. In fact, I believe that uh, just looking at developments right now, that if you think about it, Facebook, Upwork, uh, you know, those kinds of big platforms, they own part of our business. And there's nothing we can do to stop them, basically. So if you use social media or any platform of any kind, uh, they indirectly own part of your business. It's just, it's not literal, of course, it's, it's a way of looking at it. Just think about it. For me, Facebook, uh, it grows because people like me are on there and we are partially uh, getting a lot of wealth from it. You understand? So that means that if Facebook declines, then my business would also decline. That means I have a vested interest. So if enough people have a vested interest, then a business is very unlikely to shrink because there's millions and millions of people with vested interest in a company. And I think that that makes it very powerful. And what they do, they don't have that many employees. I mean, they have a lot, but it's a, how many billions of dollars, $300 billion company or something like that, maybe even more. So if you look at it, um, they don't actually have as many employees as you would need to make, uh, I don't know, a shipping company uh, or like a dock, you know? In, in, in a country work and make the same amount of money. So it, it, because they're, they're replacing all the need for so many millions of employees with just technology. It's automation basically. And, and that, that's really powerful. You can uh, kind of have people with vested interests who are working their ass off like us, whereas you, you have technology. And it's a lot fewer people working on technology, and it's a lot more efficient. So I think big businesses, it's it's going to, well, it is already like that, but it's going to be ever more, less people responsible for more control, basically. And it's very, very interesting how that's happen been happening for the last 20 years. Can I throw a curveball into this? Yeah. What To what degree do you guys see, like, the reason for these companies um, being able to be grow, be able to grow so big um, with little employees, right? It's obviously technology, but the technology is around some kind of some creative thing that the market is rewarding them for, right? So for Facebook, it's like I guess the need to connect uh, Amazon's like because of bad retail stores and people wanting to just shop there, like that, like the idea kind of, it's like, what degree do you think we should be focusing on like the, maybe like the, the why in our businesses versus uh, the other parts and like um, in order to be like that, because they're, they're focusing on something, they're focusing on like the, the why, the core, um, and then building the technologies around that to serve that to people. I, I think I've touched upon something like this earlier in the call. I just didn't explain it like that. So basically, if you have a bunch of people that are creating your business, right? So you have all these very talented, carefully selected, highly motivated, well-paid individuals. And if you want to keep them on board, the A players are only going to stay on board if your why, if your mission 
your vision and so on are very, very strong. So as companies grow, it becomes increasingly important to have a very strong story to keep people around. If you don't keep people around at a certain point, they're just going to go off and start their own thing. And mm. keep in mind, most people are not like 99.9% .9 of people, which is a good thing, by the way, are not just motivated by just pure hard cash. And again, out of those, most people are not motivated by just, I want to build my own dream. They're motivated more by let's support this other thing and I'm going to make it also my dream. So even though it was someone else's idea. In fact, I think it's a very small amount of people who want, I want to create something all by myself and figure it all by myself and so on and so yeah. on. And it's very rare that those people succeed in my opinion. Yeah, I think also oh. older people, they, they can't take the risk because they already have children. So they can just go out there and, and build a business because like talking with, with people in business or, or high executives, then I'm talking to them and say, you're, you're very smart. Like you could, you could definitely make way more money on your own. Like even, even as a consultant probably, and they're just like, yeah, but I already have children. So I'm just working for this company and then, yeah, they are getting a raise, but they're not getting like a lot of money. Um, compared to what they are putting in, but they, yeah, they just, they, there's no way for them. Like they, they even like, like as the people I like, I talk to, they even not like to have a business, but they are just not capable of doing it. And that's why they are working in a big company. I, th I think we still have lots to learn though. You know, I think if you look at a big company, for example, just give you a random example, you call a big company and you talk to an account manager, that account manager is doing three, four things in the company. And he's so highly focused his entire existence uh, at his work and sometimes even outside of his work is completely focused. His whole consciousness is focused on solving that one problem that is having the contact between the client and the delivery, whatever that is in the company, go well. That's what an account manager does. And in a small business, it's very hard for us to accomplish that. You know, it's very hard in a small business to have people who are so responsible, so motivated, so intelligent, uh, be completely responsible. So in fact, I would say that if you yank the CEO out of a CEO position and you put him tomorrow in like account management or whatever, <laughs> or being in like a developer creating the websites or It'll whatever suck. the fuck you're selling. Suck. Yeah, he, he, he would, uh, maybe eventually you'd get good, but he wouldn't be good instantly. You know, it's, it's hard. And those guys are, uh, they're pretty fucking good at what they're doing. You know, they're, they're highly focused. There's a very good process. There's good communication. So there are good and efficient parts of the business, like highly focused and uh, efficiently working employees. So that does exist. It's just that most big businesses, in my opinion, they are, you know, most of the people are not like that. So I've seen really good big companies work and I've seen really inefficient stuff like, uh, like, big motor uh, companies like I won't say any names of course but big companies that are uh, where people are just looking out for themselves more than for the company yeah well what you're saying with like people that are just really good at one thing I really I really found that out like I kind of knew it but last week I just really got it rubbed in the face when I was well, was talking to a guy, which, which I'm potentially going to work together with in terms of lead generation, he worked at the huge company and he was managing their email campaigns and stuff. 
and he had like a really nice uh, presentation and he was just showing like um, how he was able to do email campaigns and who to connect to and um, how to talk to another person and it was like it was so well put together you could really see that there, were, there was like more than 10 years like experience into that um, I'm not even like a professional <laughs> for such a long time so and I'm, I'm doing like I'm doing basically the, the same kind of process as, as he's doing um, like to, to get my current leads and yeah I, I was looking at what he was doing and it was like so much better than what I'm doing, which of course makes sense. But like then and there, it like it really got like dropped in my face that you need like professionals in each stage, and that should really be the aim for my business to have like a total professional doing this and a total professional doing that, and not like myself. Like you can figure things out, and of course you can make money, but at some point you really have to move on and find those really good people. Yeah, I think the top of the line, like the A-list companies, they just yank the top minds out of higher education and whatever, wherever. They just yank them out as soon as they can. And they compete for those. Like, go look in Silicon Valley or whatever, those uh, Stanford graduates or uh, engineers who are graduating in the United States in, from Ivy League schools. There's competition for those guys. You know, the highest, the smartest ones, there's huge competition for those guys. That's why they make six figures almost out of college or sometimes Im immediately out of college. If you study like chemical, uh, what is it, like uh, like uh, this oil engineers, like oil, oil companies engineers. I don't know the exact word. What do you think? Oh, chemical engineers. Chemical. Petroleum engineers, chemical engineers. That's my degree, dude. <laughs> okay. And, and yet, here you are. <laughs> Well, yeah, perfect segue. Um, I'm a perfect example of a someone that is working towards like the the daily business hustles mission, right? Um, a long time ago, I was like, oh, I want to help people become entrepreneurs because I think that's the way to freedom. Even though I wasn't a successful entrepreneur yet, um, and now I, I get to do that. And like one of our members. Uh, was posting like a couple days ago saying just like giving me a lot of credit for helping with sales training and I was just like holy shit like I'm doing that now and it's like I love to do that right like for this even though it's I didn't create it from scratch it doesn't matter to me so it's just like a microcosm of what you were saying before yeah I mean I guess like the smartest people in the world and I see this over and over you know it's on all the books and everything uh, if if you tell them, oh, you'll make six figures here, but you have to do this uh, kind of repetitive thing, and you're kind of a your brain needs to work like a calculator most of the time, and what is our mission? I don't know, like dig oil out of the ground. They they just they're just not motivated by that, and that's why the salaries have to be so ridiculously high, even right mm. out of college, just to like just try to they just try to get some people, and a lot of people are motivated. Well, some people are going to be motivated enough. You know, they have the debt, <laughs> huge $200,000 debt. They, they don't know that you can learn sales. They don't know that you can start a business and just pay it off relatively easily uh, from a business. And I, I, I guess it's a good thing that we're working towards uh, helping people, you know, just helping people realize that there's other paths and that they're not stuck in this prison, this prison of debt, this prison of... I need 10 years at a job, 20 years at a job, 30 years at a job until retirement and mm -hmm. then just do the th same thing everyone else is doing. I think it's kind of boring. So 
what what can big businesses learn from us well a lot of them they you know they're kind of boring and not fulfilling and you know the, the jobs that they offer and it's just you're just there just purely for the money and long term i don't think that's meant to survive basically if you think about it if you think about all the automation that has been created in the last few hundreds of years what was it really about was it really just to increase how much money people make because they have to get office jobs or was it because no one wanted to do all the manual labor of course no one wanted to do the manual labor and that's driven by profit and the profit is driven by people's need to improve everything and to make the world a better place so i, I that that's why i like business that's why i like entrepreneurship and i think especially say. The, yeah especially the service businesses i think i think they will they will die because even if you're looking at the big service company then it's just like a combination of 10 small companies they just get run by it's just that basically like basically like me i'm running a small business and then i have like a manager above me and he's like hey, yes you're doing a good job and then and there's like a ceo ceo above that so it already all small companies but i feel like they uh, they lack in certain things which will allow like in this time to uh to be competitors and since it's like they're becoming like more and more and more small companies. I think, yeah, eventually that's going to be very hard to run a huge business, at least a huge um, service business. I don't know if this is going to happen, but at some point, perhaps there's going to be so much automation that there's going to be just like a few kind of tech companies and they just control AIs and uh, all kinds of technology that we can't even imagine. But people are still going to want to be active and do really cool stuff. So they'll be uh, giving away responsibilities to anyone who wants. Anyone who can make stuff more efficient and make it work better will be able to uh, create something, to be an entrepreneur. Even though you're kind of almost highly uh, working close together, I mean, with these big companies, but you're still, you could still be an entrepreneur. I think that's perhaps where we're going. So, and if that's not true, then I don't know, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I think, uh, the best thing that we can do is focus on doing something that's really interesting, very fulfilling, uh, makes a huge impact and developing our own brains, our own minds, our own skills and so on to the point where, uh, we become people of value and we contribute a lot to the world. What, what do you think to me? And, and we can have this as his closing thoughts if you, if you like unless you have something else to add. Sure, yeah. Um, everything that can be automated, it's like, okay, that's cool, but I think the, the core, like, the core, I don't want to call them skills, I just want to call them, like, core capacities of the human being, like, can never be automated, like, or maybe you disagree about, like, creativity. Like, to a degree, a computer with a fucking supercomputer, uh, you know, trained to analyze the data of customer feedback for a product can iterate probably way faster than me, et cetera, et cetera. But there are still certain parts of that experience that can't be incepted by a computer or, you know, there's still always going to be aspects of customer service that, you know, people, even with a, you know, a human, uh, I robot, robot, like 
yeah, we might get to that point, but I don't know. The, the lines are going to blur in the next hundred years, and I, I don't know how, if my vision is, isn't as far enough to, to merge into the business and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, shit, for, for now, in the next five years, if we're just all focusing on skills that are super valuable right now and probably won't go away, like sales and communication uh, and creativity and innovation, uh, I don't, those aren't going in, uh, anywhere soon. Yeah, I think if uh, if people focus on those types of skills now, I think it's extremely, extremely valuable and more valuable than almost anything else, to be honest. Maybe, you know, science, engineering, that kind of stuff is pretty fucking valuable, but uh, communication skills, sales skills, interpersonal skills are extremely, extremely hard to compete with if you're very, very good at that. And some of the most successful people in the world also focus on those. Uh, any last words from you, uh, Yester? Mm. Last words. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, agree. <laughs> I agree with your, with, <laughs> with your guys' last statement that it's really important to make. Like a lot of people, they are just going to school and they want to get a degree, which is great because that will up their market, their value in the market. But they also have to understand that that's the only reason why they are like getting a degree at all. So I think it's really important like for people in general, also people are saying things like, I don't care about money, but eventually it is a really important thing. So since you're like putting so much time into it, I think it's really important for humans to make sure that all the time they are um, increasing their value in the market and that they are realizing that everything they are doing regarding to money or learning or whatever, that it is to increase their value in the market. All right, this was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.